This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. We're on a new time. This is a new thing series we're going to finish today. It's had four parts. The first was the introduction of the new thing. God said in Isaiah, the 43rd chapter, around the 18th verse, he said, I'm doing something new, something completely and brand new. Now, now, now the measure we bring in that says it's something you didn't, you can't say I knew. See? You know, we knew the old, but we have to come into a, a new knowing. In a new now with God. Now, you know, is it scriptural that God would start again, start new, start fresh, start uh, over, all oh, over and over and over? I mean, the book ends with God finishing the old and starting the new. The book ends. This book ends with a new heaven and a new earth. God's into the new. And I'll tell you, turn to your neighbor and say, God has new for you. Now... Uh, so it was a new thing, a new season, new soil. Today we're going to be talking about new seed, part four and the finishing then. Hear the words of the king, Jesus, describing what the kingdom is like, uh, which would be the, the, the thing he's after is that we would know and understand doing life in the kingdom with the king. He, he says this, and in the master parable, the master's parable. And he said, this is the master one. You've got to get a grasp on this one so that all the other ones I, I tell you. And he said, the kingdom is like, the king is saying, the kingdom is like a sower sows seed. And he explained further to those that really wanted to know more. Look at your neighbor and ask him, do you really want to know more? When he explained it, he said, The sower sows the word of the kingdom, for there are words of the words of the king, are the words of the kingdom. The Passion Bible, I'm going to read this uh, portion to us. Well, come on now. Here we go. It's in Luke, the 12th chapter. I just want you to listen uh, here. Jesus, again, is describing the kingdom of God. That was basically all of Jesus' teaching and all of his training. And he didn't just tell, he, it was, he showed it. All right. He said, now, I'm going to tell you about it, but then I'm going to show you it in action, how it works. How you live as a son in relation to the Father, and we do the kingdom together. All right. Now... In uh, the Passion Bible, Luke 12 and uh, verse number 28, it says, if he's talking uh, an example here, giving natural things, giving spiritual things, natural, a natural picture, portrait. It says, if God can clothe the fields and meadows with grass and flowers, and he does, can't he clothe you well? O struggling one with so many doubts. I repeat... You know, the Lord doesn't remind repeating himself. Now, there's a poor scripture that says, so Jesus went over it again. All right. He said, I repeat, don't let worry 
enter your life. Live above the anxious cares about your personal needs. People everywhere seem to worry about making a living, but your heavenly Father knows every need and will take care of you. Each and every day he will supply your needs as you seek his kingdom passionately above all else. So don't ever be afraid, dearest friends, your loving Father joyously gives you his kingdom realm with all of its promises. The, another translation of the Bible, the contemporary English version, says it this way, verse 32, My little group of disciples, don't be afraid. Your Father delights to give you the kingdom. Just a little side venture uh, here. Just want to point out something while we pass by. Isn't it interesting that the Bible in other places said that there were multitudes. There was a crowd. But he's only talking right here and right now to those who have an ear to ear, have an ear to hear, and are looking, and who really want to know. He says, my little group of disciples. Amen. You know, to be a disciple of Jesus Christ can't just gather on Sunday. We need to be involved in a little group where Jesus further explains life in the kingdom. Amen. And we we have those going on here. This is not just a program, you know, it's a purpose behind of that. Are you listening? Now I know you're very comfortable, you know, we all are very comfortable doing it all by myself because then I can take a selfie of myself selfishly loving only myself. It's when you get in a group of people, boy, I'll tell you what, those people got problems. Well, that's a good beginning, you know, getting with people that have problems. It'll help you to humbly realize, and so do I. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And the real problem is being lo- learning to be loved by God and then expressing that same kind of love to other people. As God loves us, we need to learn to love other people. And you can only learn to love other people when you're with other people. You know, when you live a separated, quote, holy religious life because you ain't interested in loving people. I, I, wow. That just slipped out. I didn't really. I can't take it back. So, you know, if you don't like it, just move it over on your plate. Leave it. The waitress will take it away. You know. Question, how would, God, how would God the Father give us the kingdom? Well, he gave us his king. And Jesus would teach us and train us for this ruling and reigning with wise words. Now, I know you think that God's middle name is Shazam. God, heal, Shazam. No. Turn to your neighbor and say, not exactly. I know you might think that, that life is like a, you know, a little child, very, very little infant. We just cry and God does everything for us. There is a place and a time for that. But as he feeds us, we grow. And we grow out of just crying for our milk. Amen. Again, the king teaching us in John 6 and 63, the Passion Bible, says this, The Holy Spirit is the one who gives life. 
that which is of the natural realm is of no help. The words I speak to you are spirit and life. Again, this is the King Jesus speaking. Message Bible says this, the spirit can make life. Sheer muscle and willpower don't make anything, any kingdom thing happen. But every word I've spoken to you is a spirit word and so it is life making. It's the king's kingdom word and, and the king's kingdom seed. So it is kingdom life that it is making and producing. Well, what kind of a life is that? Well, let the King Jesus teach us. In John, the 10th chapter, in the 10th verse, in John, the Message Bible says it this way. A thief is only there to steal and kill and destroy. I came. Now, hear what he's saying. Listen, don't, don't assume. Well, I've heard that. Listen, listen today. All right. I came. The King came so that you can have real and eternal life. More and better life than you ever dreamed of. Um, I want to uh, read this out of uh, the Passion Bible as well. In verse 7 in the Passion Bible, it said, The king says, I speak to you eternal truth. It's absolutely unchangeable. It's eternal. It'll allow, it, it, it was there before us. It'll be there after us. It is settled forever in heaven needs to be settled with us. He said this in the Passion Bible, a thief has only one thing in mind. He wants to steal, to slaughter, and destroy, but, everybody say but. See, Jesus, Jesus in, interrupts our life, doesn't he? he enters, the interruption is at the intersection. The devil will just keep you in, do anything he can to keep you off of that road. Keep those kind of people away from you. Keep you so busy, so distracted, so, so making a living that you miss having a life. Let's move forward. All right. But I have come as the king of the kingdom. To, I have come to give you. See, the kingdom isn't strived for. It isn't earned religiously. We don't, we don't somehow pile up enough points that we can redeem. Now God will do this for me. He did all that for us before there was a us. We were only his thought and his desire. But it's already been done without our help. So that we couldn't boast that it was our good works, but it was simply accepted by faith. Took as trust. So the glory doesn't go to us, it goes to God. So the kingdom is given. So it just simply must be believed before it can be simply just received. How do you receive something? You believe that God did it for you and so you receive it by saying, yeah, you can do that for me. I'll let you do that for me. I'm done trying on my own. I'm not striving. I'm not, you know, I'm just going to let you do it. I'm going to let you do what you've already done in your son, Jesus the King. I'm going to let you rule and reign in my life. And that's how I'll rule and reign in this life, through that kind of rightness. God will always do the right thing, even when we do the wrong thing. But now as we grow up, we can't keep getting by with doing the wrong things and expect right 
results. Because the kingdom is like a sower sowing seed. And we learn to sow seed. God doesn't mind you eating his cucumbers, but after a while, if you're just lazy and crazy and you just come up to the table, you know, won't get a job, sleep till noon, stay up all night watching video games and stuff. Uh, after a while, you know, God will say, you know, you'll come up and you go, where's the cucumbers? He goes, here's some seed, grow your own. I have come to give you, and here's it, teach you, train you for the ruling and reigning in life. Everything, every kingdom thing in abundance, more than you expect, life in its fullness until you overflow. Now let me, tell you, let me, let me drop a word here for you, all right? And, and time will prove out whether or not it's a word from God, the word of the Lord. But I've heard God in this. You know, a lot of times people want to hear God. I heard God say this as I saw God, what God had said. The Spirit of God showed me out of what God had said that's recorded. Are you listening? And quickened my spirit to saying, this is what God is saying right now. This is for you now. This has become a live promise. There's life in this seed. And if, you'll, if it can find new good soil in your heart. This is the new time, new season of now, today. If you hear him, don't harden up here. Don't treat it just like, oh, I went to church, you know, loved the music, suffered through the preaching, and, uh, you know, uh, saw some of my friends, and, you know, did you see what they did? What? Yeah, yeah. I remember. We, we, we come with a heart to hear and are ready for the seed because that seed will produce everything that we need and that God and us desire kingdom. Amen. Now, more than you expect, life in its fullness till your flow. This new thing, uh, and, and I, I don't have time to go down into times and times. You're going to have to take it at face value. We'll explain more about that later. You've got to show up in order to grow up. Now, here's the thing. All right. This new thing is, and this new season, including new soil and new seed, is that we're coming up on uh, uh, the cycle of the year that God has, a cycle of life, you know, is, is within the cycle of seasons. And uh, the Jewish calendar, the year ends at the end of September, begins in October, begins in a new year. And each season is always preparatory of the, uh, of the next one. We need to understand the way God does things, the season that we're in, so we know what to do. And so right now, during this little seventh month interlude, God's saying some things. He's declaring a new thing. When will that new thing uh, uh, come in the new year? The spiritual year, for practical purpose, God's spiritual year, you know, concludes in September. And then there's a little three-month overlap between our calendar year and God's spiritual year. Use it as preparation to get ready. Because in 2020... Uh, a new seven-year period will begin. 
Now, now you can get so far down and out in the weeds about, you know, the Jewish calendar and the time frames and this and that or whatever. Let me give you an example about how time and times work in your own personal life. It's the year 2019. 2019. 2019. All right. I'm 60 years old. This is my, we're concluding our 13th year here. I've been born again for 36 years. I've been married to the same woman for 42 years. Time and times. You may not be 60 years old. You may not have been married 42 years. You might not have been here but two months, not 12 years. Time and times. All different for each one of us. There's a big time frame. Then there's other times. Amen. And can God change the times? Well, those were good times. These were bad times. Those were good years. Those weren't so good years. These were the years I was in school. These were the years I was in work. These were the years I was whatever. So don't bring a little measurement of, you know, trying to figure out how God does things. If God says, I'm going to do a new thing in a new time a new, and a renew and a restore in your life, just believe it. Just let God do it. Be in a now with God. Because it doesn't matter what we, you know, forget about the old, what you've been doing, what has happened, all of that. The time and times have passed. This is, amen. I'm 60. The world says, oh boy, you're way up on the hill. You're probably about to cross over. You're absolutely right. I'm, I'm halfway there. I'm, I've just got the second half and the second wind and the second chance to do it more and better this time. And you can do what you want to do, amen. But time and times matter to God. Praise the Lord, amen. I won't be unkind to say you ain't got no sense till you get to 50. That would be wrong, wouldn't it? I just shouldn't say stuff like that, amen. Up until 60, most of it's just gas money to get you to a place like here. Be glad you took the trip. It might have cost you everything. It did Jesus. But we're here in a new time, a new thing, a new season, a new soil, a new heart, a fresh. You ought to say thank you, Lord. Uh, It will be the more life years. The measure will be more. More than you expected. More life than you expected. The more life that Jesus, more life that Jesus. There is life, but then there's the more life. Boy, with Jesus, there's more life than without Jesus. All right, kingdom. God's kingdom is over all. Everyone and everything is subject to the kingdom. Kingdom, The spiritual world and the natural world all come under the kingdom of God. Well, what about folks that don't believe and don't care? It don't matter. They're still, they're written about. They're factored in. Way factored in. God wants them saved. Amen. But you have to choose to be saved. You have to choose what God has done for you. Amen. Even if you don't believe, does it mean your unbelief negate the reality of God? God forbid that your unbelief would negate the faithfulness of God, who God is and what God has and what God does. It doesn't matter if you never, if you never bleed one flip about God when you get in front of God, God will go, Shazam, remember? That's my middle name, Shazam. Shazam, you're real. Oh yeah, baby, I tried to tell you. I created the whole world to show you. 
I am that I am that I am. Surprise! Hallelujah. You don't want to wake up dead and be surprised by life. That you missed. That you just passed off all that crazy bunch of... Anyway, we got to go for it. Everything comes from seed. John 1, uh, 1 through 5 in the Message Bible. I need to hurry along here. Uh, we're trying to keep a decent time frame with you. Amen. The Word was first. The Word present to God. Remember with God, Word, Jesus, according to Jesus, Word and seed are one. So the seed was first, the seed present to God, God present to the word or to the seed in readiness for God from day one. Which came first, the chicken or the egg? The chicken. How do you know that? Well, God created chickens who laid eggs. Read it, it's in Genesis. Which came first, the seed or the harvest, the seed. Everything was created, uh, the word was in readiness for God from day one. Everything was created through him. Remember, now let me, let me look, you look into him. Verse 14, the word became flesh and moved into the neighborhood. Him is the word, is the seed, is the, is the first of an entirely new creation. Entirely new thing. God on the inside. Instead of God just on the outside. God in a really changed life. Not just a changed behavior. Everything was created through the word. Through the seed. And nothing, not one thing came into being without the word and the seed. What came into existence from the word that was the seed was life. And the life was the light to live by. The life light blazed out of the darkness and the darkness couldn't put it out. Everything created through the word and through seed. Nothing, not one thing without the word and the seed. Now, listen to this out of Psalms 97 verse 11. Light seeds are planted in the souls of God's people. Joy seeds are planted in good heart soil. That's literally word for word of scripture in the Message Bible, Psalms 97, 11. Need light? They're light seeds. That word was the light, the kingdom light, to live the kingdom life, the more life. Joy? Need joy? The Bible says asking anything in his name that our joy might be full. All right? So he didn't say, ask anything you want. He said, ask anything that I want for you to have. And when you want the same things I want, I'll answer. And your joy will be full because you'll be in my joy. It's my joy to give it to you. It's my joy for you to have it. But if you ask according to your own lust, you're going to miss it. I helped somebody there. It's okay. God's words. You can thank me later. It's no charge. God's words are what produce God's works. You be careful that you're not distracted here and understand this. God's seeds produce God's harvests for us. Kingdom seeds produce kingdom harvests in our lives. 
me say it another way. Because God said it both ways in John the first chapter. So let me, let me couch it in the same context. No kingdom seed, no kingdom harvest. No God words, no God works. Jesus said, remember, the thief has only one thing in mind, to steal, kill, and destroy. Let me add this in there. He only has one thing in mind, that's to steal the seed in order to kill or destroy any kingdom harvest. Now, that's wisdom. So It's not just, oh, I know that. See, See, you've only got part of the two compounds that are necessary. We have to have knowledge and understanding. That's why God gives you shepherd rulers who are ruling and reigning in their own lives in order to help train you to rule and reign in your life who will care for, they'll feed and lead by word and by deed, by example to the flock uh, of God. See? And they'll feed you with knowledge and understanding. Not just knowing this is the way of kingdom life, but understand, and this is how it applies to our lives. Right here, right now, where we live. We go to the same grocery stores, pay the same prices, have the same humidity. As you do. We live here. We're doing life here. With one another, but also with God. Amen. He'll tell the devil, the thief, the destroyer, the killer, will tell any lie that you'll believe in order to keep you from hearing the truth, from listening to the king, from getting the words, the seeds of this more kingdom life, more life of the kingdom. Anything. He'll use Aunt Becky. He'll use the employer. He'll use your own sense that you really need that boat and that payment so you have to work Sundays. All of them. he use anything. Oh, I'm too tired. It's too hot. Now it's too cold. It's too wet. It's too dry. He talks too long. It's too much. See, he is a he is corrupt. Remember? The Lord created him perfect. And he said that. You were cre- in the day you were created, you were perfect. But I looked and I found a spot on you. Corruption. I found a greed in you. I found a wicked and an evil seed in you. He is corrupt and a corrupter. Corruption is in this world. It's in the words of this world and the ways of this world, the works of this world. And listen, the word corruption means it's susceptible to decay and destruction. All right, in closing, Pastor Ron's going to come. Everybody say, thank God, I'm telling you, we're five miles from home. I didn't say we were five miles from home. I said we're closing in on our destination. Because the purpose of you coming Sunday is to get you to where you're supposed to go. It's to help you with the journey. 
is to make sure that when, when, you know, God, you know, for you, that you intersect that. You're the right person at the right time to intersect the right things for your life. In this case, the new thing. All right, First Peter one twenty three. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna read this. Uh, I, I'm gonna read it first out of the Message Bible. Hold on, just a second. I've got this all plotted out here. Your new life is not like your old life. Your old birth came from mortal sperm, but your new birth comes from God's living word. Just think, a life conceived by God himself, sourced, authored, desired and delivered by God himself. Everybody say, love did that. Oh, you were conceived in love for a life of love. For a life of being loved and out of that being loved, a life of love for God and for others. That's why the prophet said, oh, life is a grass life. Its beauty is short-lived as wildflowers. Grass dries up, flowers droop. But God's word goes on and on forever. This is the word that conceived the new life in you. Let me read it out of the Passion Bible. Have you got another couple of minutes? It's a good word, isn't it? It's sweet. It's satisfying. It's helpful, not hurtful. It's life-giving. For through the eternal and living word of God, you have been born again. And this seed, again, the word and seed, and this seed that he planted within you can never be destroyed. But will live and grow inside of you forever. For human beings are frail and temporary like grass, and the glory of man fleeting like blossoms of the field. The grass dries and withers and the flowers fall off, but the word of the Lord endures forever. And this is the word that was announced to you. Let me ask you some questions here. Have you heard the king's words about his new life that he has? Are you ready to believe and choose? And Which means believing is choosing. It's deciding for yourself to receive this new life, this new thing, to be born again. What does that mean? To put all of our trust, you see, all of our trust in Jesus, the King of the kingdom. Our heart, our whole heart, our whole life, so that he may give us all of this. And this is the word, the new seed that's been delivered to you today. Are you ready for the new thing? The new life 
the new you that God has ready for you today. The Bible says that now is the time. Now is the day. Today is the day of salvation. Romans 10, 9 through 11 says this. And what is, it says, But the faith righteousness we receive speaks to us in these words of Moses. God's living message is very close to you. So close as your own heart beating in your chest and as near as the tongue in your mouth. And what is God's living message? It is the revelation of faith for salvation, which is the message that we preach for if you publicly declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. He's the King. He's the King of the kingdom. Let me ask you, is is He the King sitting on the throne of your life? Because that's the place he wants to occupy most of all. If you publicly declare with your mouth, Jesus, you're Lord, you're the King, you're the ruler and reigner. Hear the reins to my heart, rule and reign in me. And believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You will experience salvation. The heart that believes in him receives the gift of of the righteousness of God. And then the mouth simply gives thanks to the salvation. For the scriptures encourage us with these words. Everyone who believes in him will never be disappointed. Let me talk to you just for a moment. I'm sure life will disappoint us as Pastor Sandy said. Others will disappoint us. We will disappoint ourselves. I, I just thought it would have been different. I just thought I would have been, could have been, should have been, you know. How about let's start over? How about let's start new? How about let's accept that God will do a new thing? That God has a new for you. A new for you. And that today... I'm going to simply believe that message that's been delivered to me. And I'm going to, and, I, and there's going to be a stopping of the old and a starting of the new. Anybody here uh, up for that? Well, then while every head is bowed, just for a moment, just for a time, never, never, never assume that uh, just because folks are in church that they are the church, that they've been born again into the kingdom of God, that they've accepted Jesus. For who he is. He is the king. I find it interesting when Pilate said, Are you a king? He goes, You say that I am? I don't think that was just a period. I think it was a question mark as well. He said, You say that I am? Because if you don't say I'm king, I'm not. Even though I am. Even though I am a king. If you don't say I'm your king, then I am not. He said, are you the king of the Jews? He said, well, you say that I am. That I'm their king. But in saying that I'm their king, you're not saying that I'm yours. So if you're here today, every head is bowed, every eye is closed. Are you you ready to have Jesus be your king? Now, you've never done that. 
All right, maybe you, maybe you've done that a while ago, but you're you've been living outside of God's kingdom best for you. Maybe you need to come back to God. The Bible says, when you draw near to God, He'll draw near to you. He'll draw near to you. It's it. He waits though to see if we want Him, because He's always wanted us. If that's you today, just slip up your hand. I need to be born again. I need to come back to God. I want to draw near to God. Just lift up your hand right quick. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Hands all over the house. God bless you. Most of you, I'm sure, uh, have been born again. Uh, Maybe you've drifted a little bit. Maybe you just want to draw nearer to God. That's all right. God acknowledges all of those. But let's just pray this simple prayer, and it will cover all of that territory. And afterwards, listen, what you believe in your heart, be willing to give thanks and confess it with your mouth. There will be people up here afterwards. God just needs to hear you say it. We don't make a public thing of that. We, we provide a privacy where that's concerned. They've been where you are. They want to help you where that's concerned. But there's power in saying it. There really is power in saying it. Amen. So, dear Jesus, you are the king. I want you as my king. I believe and receive you right now and all the kingdom that God wants to give me, that he delights, that he takes pleasure in and is pleased to give me. I receive right now together with you, my king. Now rule and reign in my life in the name of Jesus. And I thank you for it. My heart believes. My mouth confesses. I have received in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, now listen. I'm going to tell you what. Uh, more than you expected. Who needs healing in their body? Who needs a deliverance from a situation? What Salvation includes all of that. Who needs provision? See, he, who needs a breakthrough? Get your hand up in there. Are you listening? Because what you believe, you ask the king. He's got all those things. He wants to give them to you. You're going to get more than you expected today because God's doing a, has moved it from, from a good to a great and greater measurement. We're, in, we're getting ready for the more life. Amen? More life. Well, Father, I just thank you. I release that more life now. I just release healing. I release deliverance. I release provision. And as they believe, they will receive in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we thank you that even if we are struggling with doubts, we don't have to be afraid because we know you love us. And we know that in your kingdom, in your kingdom, in your kingdom, you're king. And you rule over all. Now rule and reign in me in the name of Jesus. Rule and reign in my physical body. Rule and reign in my relationships. Rule and reign in my circumstance and my situation. Teach me. Train me, oh God. You're good. You're beyond that. You're great. Thank you, Father. All goodness and greatness is of you. And I thank you, Lord. Train me today in your goodness. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Put the hand on the uh, your hand on the person next to you, just as a form of connection and agreement. Say, I'm gonna believe with you that what you're believing, you're gonna be receiving. I want you to watch for it. I want you to look for it. 
You don't necessarily feel for it. Just look for it and watch for it. I'm going to tell you what now. You're going to see Jesus do some things for you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Ask him, is everything all right with God? You got it squared up with God today? Don't be ashamed. Say, you're all right, right? You're saved. Jesus is your Lord. He's your King. I'm good to go. Amen. I bless you in the name of the Lord. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.